Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry Podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling and I'm with Reverend Derek Broughton and DCE Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources that help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today we are previewing the theme and focus of the 2022 LCMS Youth Gathering with members of the planning team. The next LCMS Youth Gathering is set to be held in Houston in July of 2022, and certainly the staff and the planners of the gathering are praying for guidance during this time of of concern and pandemic. We're watching uh, a number of factors closely around large gatherings, making sure that we can make good decisions about how to keep our participants safe. God willing, we'll have a joyous opportunity to gather with thousands of our friends to celebrate our identity in Jesus. Planning for the 2022 gathering started uh, even before the 2019 event and continues into this year with teams uh, getting ready to jump into high gear as they plan for the next two years uh, for the upcoming gathering. Uh, Derek Bruin's been on the podcast before. He is the program director for uh, the LCMS Youth Gathering, and he's going to be joining us uh, to give us um, some details on a recent announcement about the 2022 gathering. Derek, I know you've been waiting a while to announce the theme for the 2022 gathering and begin the thematic and scriptural uh, deep dive, too, to get us rolling towards 2022. So many who are listening to the podcast may already know the information, but what is the theme and focus for the 2022 LCMS Youth Gathering? This has been a good lesson for me in patience, Mark, and we were ready to announce in May that uh, what this theme was all about. And then COVID hit. And and we knew at that time, it was just the right thing to kind of put the brakes on, that there were other things that were pressing in in on congregations and our our youth leaders. And so we decided to wait. But we are excited to announce that the theme for this gathering in 2022 is going to be In All Things. Fantastic. yeah, it's it's exciting. And and specifically, we're going to focus in on the book of Colossians. And what I what I really love is there is these these beautiful verses in Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 through 20 that we will specifically be focusing in on. Yeah, it's also a lesson in secret keeping which I have had to learn on the staff, right? Because in January, uh, the youth ministry staff and planners from across the country got together to discuss and select the theme. So it's been uh, it's been six months or more. Um, and this meeting's always, uh, the theme meeting's always full of prayer and energy and ideas. Can you walk us through the process uh, and how that group sort of moves towards selecting a theme for the gathering? Yeah, Juliana, you know, that meeting that you're talking about, I mean, it's one of my favorite meetings that I that I get to be a part of uh, because we really start with a blank canvas and we bring about 24 different creative type people with with very creative gifts into a room, including students from Concordia's, uh, also people from local churches, uh, church workers that we bring in. And we just start with this blank canvas. It's a four day process that we kind of look at at different current trends that are going on among our current teenage generations. And we, we spend time in scripture. We spend time in prayer asking just for the Holy Spirit to lead us to a portion of scripture and then to help us focus in on, on a theme that develops out of that whole time together. And it's, it's amazing to watch that room work and the gifts in that room work. 
And uh, this year, there was just a really great consensus in that room to emphasize Paul's uh, this this letter that Paul wrote to the Colossae church, uh, which is this young church when he was writing. And in the midst of that, it just it really became this time for that room to say, hey, this this gathering is focused totally and completely on Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And and we, especially in kind of narrowing down to these five verses in particular, uh, we, we saw that, that Paul's really emphasizing that it's all about Jesus, it's in Jesus, and all things hold together through Jesus. Absolutely. I think I, sometimes I wish that like there could just be a recording of all those conversations that take place around those tables, being in the word and prayer together, and really having the opportunity to care on our young people too, um, as they desire to go out and share the gospel um, in their many vocations that they have. So, so you have this meeting in January, then you and Joel Lambauer led a process to take that theme and the book of Colossians and to explore it and expound on it to provide like foundational papers and statements. And these pieces then help connect and prepare congregations who are attending and also provide guidance kind of to the planning team in the process. Tell us a little bit about that process and to where maybe we are now with what's been released through the gathering and with the theme. Mark, you, you mentioned Joel uh, Lambauer, and, and we've been so blessed to have him and the leadership that he's given the church. I mean, he's the executive director for the Commission on Theology for the for our church body, and he's been a great resource uh, throughout the many gathering years. But this year in particular, we, we were thrilled to add three more voices into that process and to kind of serve as our theological advisory team. And, and, and so two of those are with us today. Uh, one of those, Sarah Salzberg, who serves as the Old Testament teacher at Lutheran High School in Orange County, California, and also Dr. Peter Nafsker, who serves as assistant professor as, uh, at the Practical Theology, also director of student life at Concordia here in St. Louis. And um, we have one other team member, Shelly Schwalm, who serves as the DCE at Concordia University in St. Paul. And, um, and I'll tell you, having all four of those voices have been so significant in this whole process. And so they've really dove deeper into Colossians and they, they've been um, having different uh, Zoom meetings and connections. And they've been writing papers and giving feedback through the last six months in the process. And we're really blessed to have uh, a couple papers and uh, um, some theological talking points that have come out of that that whole process is really going to serve our gathering planning team in a really powerful way. And so um, they're doing some things like, for example, doing this with podcasts, recording some things to help people understand um, the depth of what Paul is saying, not only to the Colossi church, but, but what it means for us today as well. And so it, we're so blessed to have the four of them. We're thankful to have you here, Peter and Sarah, and certainly thanks for investment in the planning process and these papers that you've put in the last few months, we know how kind of the last few months have been pretty uh, up in the air with schedules and things. And uh, we're thankful for your investment. And I'm sure after all the Zoom meeting, jumping on one more Zoom meetings was not always what you had in mind for a healthy break from it all. So Dr. Nasker, you wrote the thematic development paper on In All Things, and you had a great team of people to help you do that. But just a quick question, what was your main goal in writing the paper as a foundation for gathering planners and those who attend the gathering? Uh, the gathering, like our church body, takes theology very seriously. 
not for theology's sake alone. We're not just trying to be right or correct, but our goal is to help our young uh, people and adults who serve them to live faithfully as baptized members of the body of Christ. Now, to do this, we want the entire gathering from beginning to end, every aspect of it, to be grounded in faithful biblical teaching. We also want to make sure that this teaching connects. Uh, so we've got to pay careful attention to our context. Uh, the culture around us is always changing, always adjusting. Uh, this whole spring has been a great example of that. New challenges, new obstacles. And, and so we want, to, we want to take serious, deep, thoughtful theology and pair it with careful and sustained attention to our culture. Uh, and so that's really kind of the purpose of uh, this uh, thematic paper. It's designed to bring these two things together. And so you could put it, if you wanted to say it simply, you could put it like this. We want every, every aspect of the gathering to be theologically substantive and directly relevant to the lives of the participants. What were some of the few things that you took away, both from you were a part of that process in January of, of selecting the theme, uh, but then part of that process of developing this in all things thematic paper? I had never gotten to be a part of the initial theme discussion, um, even though I've been a part of other other gatherings. Uh, and so the thing that was really interesting to me, I really appreciated, uh, Juliana, you shared with us just a better understanding of this generation. And I, I teach high school students, and I'm ashamed to say that some of it was new to me. Um, but the thing that I, I really appreciated in all the discussions that we had over those um, three or four days was that every obstacle for this this generation of kids and their adult leaders, every um, challenge, every struggle that they have, the answer, it's going to sound so cliche, but the answer really is understanding that Christ is what holds all things together. Um, and so I remember all the conversations I was at tables with each one of you uh, at various points. And I remember every single time kind of coming back to like, well, how do we communicate to them that I can't possibly know all of the things that you're going to struggle with? Like we had no idea that a pandemic was at hand. Um, and and so we were just kind of marveling at, I don't know how to tell them all of that, but I do know Jesus. Like I, I can tell them that. Um, and I know it not in a cliche way. Like I know the real power of, the crucified and resurrected Christ in my life that gives me hope and peace in the midst of, of turmoil. Um, and so whoever it was that finally kind of said, Hey, this text in Colossians seems to be saying that as soon as they said it, it was like, well, yeah, why didn't you say that four days ago? We'd be done. Could have just enjoyed Houston uh, rather than being shut up in a conference room. Uh, but I, I really appreciated that. And then I think throughout the course of, leaving January and getting to work with Peter and Shelly and Joel and Derek and really just continually reading Colossians and how many times I'm sure Peter would agree, uh, how many times you'd read it and go, well, that sounds like it was written yesterday. Um, and I don't know that I always view scripture in that way of the sounds like he's describing today. I can usually apply it, but it doesn't always sound like it was like, this is our time. Um, and so I'm really excited because I think that I think the Holy Spirit's going to be able to work some really amazing faith of affirmation in our, our youth and their adult leaders that no matter what you face, Christ is what's holding all things together. 
Yeah, Sarah, I got to tell you, just just for correction, we did let you out for 27 minutes during the wow. out of that <laughs> sure. Okay. So yeah, we did. Yeah, we walked outside for a little bit. Yeah, I think we got kicked. I think we got kicked out of the room. Actually, <laughs> I'm just saying you you did get like at least in those four days at least 27 minutes of fresh air. I believe. Yeah. <laughs> but it is an intense few days of oh. of really uh, so much prayer and study and scripture reading and um it is uh, amazing to watch it it is and um and i'm always amazed every time it seems to happen in a little bit of a different way and and I, sometimes it has literally come to the point where we thought we were headed down one way and it's completely started over uh and so i and i also just i marvel at kind of the end of this on how how god uses this whole process to pick a theme that really hits the time um, and really will speak not only to this moment, but in two years of things that are going on, which is pretty amazing. And, and I got to tell you, Peter and, and, and Sarah, what a joy it's been for me to, to be a part of the discussion with the four of you and, and just kind of listen to the how as you kind of dived in deeper and, and how, the, uh, how God spoke to you through scripture. And uh, it has just been a really enriched experience for me. And, and I think we talked a lot about specifically that through the process and our dialogues, that it's really clear that when Paul is talking kind of about the big focus, the big focus is really on Jesus and he is the center of everything. And you've spoken uh, about Paul and his writings to the church of Colossae with, with, with Jesus kind of being the, um, the hub of a wheel. And so at the, you think about a, a wheel and at the very hub of that is Jesus with different spokes, key spokes that are, that are coming out of that. Um, and so as we think about that image, let me ask you this, uh, as you think about how Paul emphasized this in his letter, what is, ex- what's the most exciting for you uh, when you think about the opportunities of the 2022 gathering theme? Uh, I think the thing that was really exciting for me is that um Typically, we talk about um, the text of the gathering through what we call the exegetical lens, where we just try to really unpack and understand what was happening in uh, the church at that time and and to really kind of go from there and help kids dive in there. Um, But what we found as we were going through it is how Paul is using the language of the entire scriptures. And if you don't understand each and every intricate part, you're still going to understand it because it is simple. It is Christ. But once you like, I, I describe it as there's a lot of hyperlinks that are embedded in Colossians that you read it. And even our text says for the, he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation for by him, all things were created. And he has this creation language that if you understand like how creation is talked about throughout the entire old Testament um, and how Paul uses in other letters, and that our baptism is described as a new creation, uh, and and you understand the incarnation, it like pops off the page in this incredible depth and beauty. And then Paul moves on like in a second, and is like, "Oh, cool! Let me give you some Exodus imagery." And I really like that because as a as a teacher of the Old Testament, I find that the church doesn't always talk about the Old Testament. Uh, meh, that's we like to talk about it. We don't always dig into it and explain it. Um, and I think a lot of, as a high school teacher of Old Testament texts, I found that when they understand 
those texts, it makes the cross so much more powerful and beautiful and relevant and and absolutely tangible to them. And so the reason I got excited is I think that there's a great potential with this book to reach a vast variety of participants. We have a lot of people who come to the gathering. I I think sometimes there's a reputation that, oh, it's just going to be a bunch of kids that are like super stoked about Jesus and can't wait to be there. And that's not true. Uh, We have kids who either are there for their mom made them go um, and they're kind of skeptical of this whole thing. We have kids that are brand new to this. They came because they thought it would be fun and a friend invited them and they have not very much uh, biblical base for, for comprehending it all. But then you also do have those kids that are, they've been in church, they've been raised in the faith and they're almost looking at you, challenging you going, teach me something new, I dare you. And, and I get really excited about that vast variety of, of participants to have a book like this where you can read it and it's going to give you Jesus. But we can also help them unpack some of the depth of, of those hyperlinks and go, oh, Jesus is way bigger. Um, and this story is way more encompassing and you are a part of it. And those stories are your stories. And I don't know how somebody could leave a gathering like that and not have just this great desire to be a part of the church and to be a part of this body of believers, not just for that week, but for their life and to bring others into that reality. Yeah, I, I'm, I get excited as well as you, Sarah, about the, the depth of Colossians. If I had to summarize it in one, one statement, uh, I, would, I would put it like this. Uh, Colossians proclaims as clearly and as densely as anywhere else in the scriptures that Jesus is Lord in all things. Uh, kind of this radical, all-inclusive nature of the reign and the rule of Jesus. Uh, it's, it struck me just even, even just, I mean, you could get this just by reading through the, the letter yourself, but in four short chapters, uh, Paul uses the Greek word for all 39 times. Uh, so just, I'm going to kind of summarize some of the things he says about that uh, in Colossians. He says, Christ is the source of all life, the goal of all creation. He's the creator, redeemer, and sustainer of all things. He's the firstborn of all creation and the firstborn in the resurrection of all the dead. All the fullness of God dwells him, dwells in him. He rules over all authorities. In him are all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Uh, and now he gets personal. Uh, he forgives all our sins, reconciles all believers to himself for all eternity. He extends his work into all the world as he sends us to walk in him in all manner of living. Um, and he fills us in order to do this with all spiritual wisdom and understanding. He strengthens us with all power and patience and endurance so that whatever we do, we do it all in his name. I think one of the things that we, you could summarize it all, I guess, with Colossians 3.11, Christ is all and in all. Uh, I think about how uh, many of us have kind of a a partial uh, Christian life. It's very important to us at certain times. It's very important to us for certain people. Uh, But Paul is so clear in this letter that no matter who you're thinking about, no matter what aspect of your life you're thinking about, Jesus is Lord over it all. Um, and, and he reigns uh, not only 
by speaking to all of our lives, all of us, uh, but he reigns by speaking through us to all others. Um, and, and so this, this aspect in which we join and participate in the work of restoration and renewal, uh, I'm just excited to help you, young people and their adult leaders see this all-inclusive impact of Jesus in their lives. It's great. I'm, I'm ready for 2022 to get here now, or at least all the prep coming up to it. I, I think, Peter, what you just said, and Sarah, when you were saying earlier about how uh, this book, as you read it, this letter, as you read it, it just seems so much hitting with what we've been going through the last few months or any time in your life. And I, I felt the same. There were a number of times where I was about ready to like tweet out something or put on Facebook about, I'm so excited about the gathering theme because it's hitting so well right now. <laughs> so I'm reading Colossians. It's like, oh, wait, can't do that yet. <laughs> it's like we haven't announced it yet. But it was so true that reading through that book, um, man, it was just hitting on so many of the things and just such the message we were able to proclaim as Christians in our world and to encourage our young people. And what I love seeing was seeing how many of our young people without knowing the gathering thing were proclaiming these things on social media and other places um, about either reflecting maybe on 2019 gathering um, and looking at our real present God um, or also as they were sharing their faith with others. So I want to, I do want to change here a little bit and just to talk about another aspect that if you get a chance to read the paper, um, you spend a lot of time talking about story and narrative. And I think I love the hyperlink idea of thinking about all those accounts that we have in scripture, uh, biblical accounts that are important for teaching the faith and providing those examples of God's faithfulness. Um, and we also know the power of story or narrative and literature and good movies and document uh, documentaries and shows. Um, and I appreciate how the paper discusses both the opportunities Christians and the church have in exploring the story of faith, but it also addresses the challenges we face too with competing stories. Um, and the opportunity to proclaim the truth, the true story of Christ in the midst of that. So I, I throw this out to both you, uh, Peter and Sarah. How do you see the power of narrative or story and understanding and living out the Christian faith, just kind of in general? Uh, but then also, how did studying Colossians just in these last months give you new insight to that? Yeah, it's so the human experience is lived out in story. Um, that is, we experience many things every day. Uh, but we don't experience them as isolated episodes. Rather, we, without even thinking about it, we put what we experience together, we piece it together into some sort of story. So if I were to ask you to tell me about yourself, you'd tell me where you came from, what you're doing, where you're going. And we, this story that we tell ourselves is constantly reinforced, constantly uh, lived out. Um, and it helps us understand who we are. It helps us understand our identity. Uh, it brings us together with others. It shapes our behavior um, it, it challenges sometimes our thinking, uh, and, and the story that we tell ourselves gives us hope. It, it, it gives us something to look forward to. For Christians, uh, the overarching story uh, is summarized in a variety of places, in, including the creeds, uh, but th the constant refrain throughout this Christian story is Jesus. He's the beginning, uh, the agent of creation. He's throughout the middle. He's the word. His spirit uh, moves the prophets to speak and to proclaim uh, uh, the good news. He becomes flesh and, and lives and dies and rises. Uh, the whole story is Christ-centered. Um, he's there at creation throughout the whole story. And when he returns, uh, his reign will be absolute and unhindered and eternal. Uh, we want... Uh, the youth who come to the gathering to think of their lives as part of his story. Uh, all of us are kind of tempted to put ourselves at the center of the story, right? Uh, we only see the world through our own eyes. Um, but the, the Christian message is that 
the Lord of all, Jesus, uh, brings us into his story. Um, and that's incredibly good news for all of us. I think for me, um, I am I was trained to be both uh, a theology teacher, but also an English teacher. I've never gotten to teach English, um, but I do because I teach the Old Testament. Uh, but the thing that is always like astounding to me when you read scripture is that it's like truly like no other book, not just because it's the divinely inspired word of God, but like in terms of a book, it has one story across 67 little books. And then even within those little books, there is just this, each chapter is its individual story. And and so you see just the, it is truly astounding. Like if you read scripture as a story, it's, it's just beautiful. Um, and I've always kind of, now that I get to, I've been teaching for 13 years and my favorite thing about teaching story to my students is taking a story that they're very familiar with, but then like, you know, you got the, you have the, the Jacob story for instance, right? So a a Jacob story. And then when you start to like read all of Genesis and you realize how long it is getting to that story and you're like, oh, that's kind of in the climax of the book. Uh, And it changes how you read each individual story. And and I think for me, uh, I'm, I'm with Peter, obviously. Uh, I hope I'm with a lot of people listening to this podcast. Like the story is Christ, but how beautiful is it that scripture and and Yahweh and all of his wisdom knows, let me tell this story a lot. <laughs> let me tell you it with so many different characters in so many different stories in so many different settings until we get to the climax of Christ and his death and resurrection so that all those other stories make sense. And that that also then gets to me, right? My, my story makes sense. And as odd as it seems like, you could argue the climax of my story happened a month after I was born when I was baptized. And that could arguably be considered a really boring story. But what I love about the book of Colossians is that the book of Colossians, like if you read it, it's short, you should read it. Uh, But when you read chapter one is just like firmly rooting us in the Jesus story. And it's laying it as this is the truth. And, and I, I, as a Christian, like that's something I have to always claim. Like I, I, it's the truth. Nothing's going to shake me. Like, I think some people are always worried like, oh no, what if I share this with her? Like my students, like, what if I ask this question? Is that going to rock her? Like, no, I believe in the truth. Like it's, it's not going to change me. But as the book continues, like Paul presents some very real, this, this is something that you might be tempted to believe about Jesus. Like add this thing to it and then it's better. No, it's not. But then I'll be honest, I'm kind of guilty. I tend to read Paul's letters until we get to the list of like, here's how you could live your life in a transformed way. I'm like, "Ah, I'm good, Paul. Uh, But Colossians doesn't let you do that. Like when you get to chapter three, he's already pointed out your life is transformed. It just is. And, And do I screw up? Absolutely. And then I go back and I go, yeah, this is the story. And God knows that. And he did this, but then like, it's so inviting to this new life in Christ. And I, I feel like that's something that makes me really excited to be a Christian. And I don't know that I always view 
in 2020, I don't know that I always think that way. And I don't know that, honestly, if all of us on the podcast think that way either. Sometimes there's a lot of fear and trepidation and what am I going to do and what do I say and how do I approach this? And this letter is very gracious in saying that the story isn't dependent on you. The story is dependent on Christ and he did it. Uh, and the Holy Spirit is going to work through you in this baptized life. And and that's exciting for me. And why would I not want to share that with every person that I come in contact with? But then how cool is it that we're going to have tens of thousands of youth and participants there to say, this is your story. And you don't have to live in fear of that story because he is the one that's in control of that. He's preeminent, Paul would say. Well, I'm excited. Um, I'm ready to do this. Um, we have to wait two more years, unfortunately. Um, yeah, Derek's like, no, Julian is not. We're not quite ready. Uh, Derek, there's a lot that goes into planning uh, the LCMS Youth Gathering. Can you give us just a little glimpse of what the next steps are for the planning process, especially those pertaining to kind of the development of the theme and the spiritual focus? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the the next really kind of big piece in this all is uh, we start the implementation process. And like you said, Juliana, I need, we need two years. <laughs> Do <you> take- know? <laughs> we're, we're not ready next month. I'll, I will say that for sure. And, uh, and, and it's one of the beautiful things now, you know, we have over 200 planners that kind of take this, and, and try to figure out how do you take a theme and implement it across every aspect of the gathering. So for example, like our convention center team, uh, we'll start looking at how do you engage this theme across things like Bible studies and sessions and the interactive floor. Uh, we have our service team, our multi-ethnic team and volunteer teams who will, will take this now and say, well, how, how do I develop this theme through our areas and, and make sure it's, it's a part of everything that we do with stadium starts to do some scripting and what is the four events that they do. Our worship team starts looking through this, at the eyes of worship and how do we do a worship service with in this theme? And so probably the biggest thing in, in this, this, especially the theme side of this, it takes about a year and a half uh, to take the theme and, and to, to kind of weave it through everything that we do. Um, and that's even before we get to the logistical side of the gathering. Uh, so it, it, the next year and a half is really a fun time for, for our planners to soak in into it themselves. We ask them that's a part of their devotional life and that they are, are constantly listening to the, the words of Paul throughout this whole thing. And uh, it's, just, it's just a powerful time. And we have over 300 different areas uh, that participants can be a part of and can choose throughout the gathering. And we want all those areas to just to, to soak deeply into these, these words of Colossians. Yeah. That, that is like a lot that goes into that and developing that theme. So, so far what we've, uh, what's been released on the gathering website and other places, social media is the announcement of the theme release of the logo, the thematic development paper and theological talking points. And those, like you said, kind of form that foundation for the Bible studies. Um, but also theological resources that prepare for the youth gathering too. So it's not just the five days, but it's the prep that goes in time afterwards as well. And I I know it's early, but what type of resources can adults and youth be looking for in the next 20 months or so as they prepare for the 2022 youth gathering? 
Yeah, we 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 are so blessed. We you know we have one team in particular. They're the adult leader team that um, their sole focus is really on helping adult leaders prepare to lead their groups. We we know that adult leaders are the most significant voice in leading uh, to our our youth to have a great experience at the gathering, not just at the gathering, but the lifelong discipleship with those youth. And so that team really starts to look at um, not only the logistical side of leading an experience like this, but especially to, to really focus in on helping the adult understand the thematic side of this. And so they, they will talk about and produce resources on um, uh, of kind of their leadership role. Um, what does this mean to, to, to help your youth through these themes that Peter and Sarah have been talking about? And, um, and, and they'll do things like pre, pre-event Bible studies so that they can start to wrestle a little bit with this uh, this topic even before they get there. So they're, they're really, when they come here, that they, they've got a sense of what Colossians is about and what, um, and we really believe that's part of the, the part of this preparing ground for this youth, the, kind of this, uh, this ground that's ready to, um, to just to soak into the, the words of this book. And so that's really what they're going to start to do, uh, including an active social media um, environment where, where adults can come and ask questions and, and, and things that they might be working through or struggling with, that they can ask those questions. And this team, along with, with uh, different um, planners, can help them with that whole process. Great. Well, here we go. The excitement builds in planning as it's that time to start taking the steps to bringing thousands of LCMF youth and adults to Houston uh, as we get to celebrate God's grace given to us in Jesus Christ in all things. I cannot wait. And with all that we have going on in the world and in our lives, I'm really excited to have a theme uh, that points us to Christ's promises and his presence in all things. Uh, God's people always need to hear this, and uh, we've probably been acutely aware of this in the last few months. Uh, So we encourage you to read through uh, the thematic and theological resources available on the Gathering website. Uh, maybe a good challenge for adult leaders and for youth is to read regularly through Colossians. We've heard that uh, that encouragement throughout this podcast. It's not a long book. Uh, it's short, and uh, you can read through it uh, really quickly but or, or take some time with it. Uh, read it through more than once, but really let that, the words of God in, in that book uh, sink in. Uh, go to work in your your mind, your heart, and in your lives as you prepare uh, for the in the next few years for the gathering. And certainly the theme and initial resources also point us to opportunities to prepare for the 2020 LCMS Youth Gathering. As Derek says, some of those resources very specific to the gathering will be forthcoming. But we'll also post in the show notes some resources on youth e-source that may help your preparation. This includes a primer on God's law and gospel found in his scripture that you can kind of start to dig into a little bit as that's one of the themes in the uh, thematic development paper for In All Things. So some closing questions for you to consider uh, today. Uh, where do you see the power of story and narrative in the lives of young people and in your congregation or community? And where do you see stories bringing them closer to trusting Jesus in all things? Another question is, how can you invite adults and youth to explore and share the story of Christ's redemptive act to deepen their own understanding of their baptismal identity in Jesus? And then maybe following the example of the the thematic development paper, can you write and memorize a short summary of the Christian story from God's creative work in Genesis to Christ's return uh, to restore all things? A great uh, activity for you to do as you read that that paper. 
Paul writes for us in Colossians 4, 2, to be steadfast in prayer. And we continue to keep you in our prayers. We pray for your walk as you walk alongside young people as they grow in their understanding of Christ's love for them and in God's story written across history. We also pray for you that as you lead and serve in these days, uh, Christ refreshes you in the reality that he is with you each step of the way and has you in his grip of grace and mercy. We also ask for your prayers for the gathering planners in the planning process as they dig deep into Colossians and proclaim Christ in all things. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and give us a positive review. It helps other people to find us. Also, if you are new to preparing for an event like an LCMS Youth Gathering, we invite you to look at previous podcasts called the Starter Pack, which gives you some introductory tips, including one on making the most of large events. End Goals Podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfu.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.